0: How do you do? Mind if we ask you to move, to leave that comfortable chair and come with us through the heart of Chicago's loop into another world? A world of boarded up stores, seedy bars, tent cities, missions, and pawn shops to the street of forgotten men and women. Forgotten, that is, until their hearts and minds, their very lives, have been unshackled. From Chicago, the Crossroads of America, Pacific Garden Mission presents Unshackled, the unique dramatic series based on the human experiences of those around the world, and even some who have passed through the mission's doors. For more than 145 years, the old lighthouse has offered the open secret of a new life to the men and women of Chicago's streets. Now, through Unshackled, it reaches out to you, right where you are, with the same secret of the same new life. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3,806 in the series, Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. I have here with me Phil Kwiatkowski, president of Pacific Garden Mission, who has a special New Year's greeting for you from the old lighthouse.
1: Thank you, Timothy. We face the new year with very few certainties. One of them is that, as always, the needs of the men and women of the street will be pressing and tragic, and there will be more of them to help than ever before. And we intend to keep the doors open, as always, with food, clothing, shelter, and hope for all who enter. Until the Lord comes again. Amen.
0: And it's safe to say that we will keep these broadcasts, podcasts, and all our programming going out so long as
1: God, through men and women of goodwill, provides the means. Indeed, we will. Finally, we know that this year lies in the hands of God, that because he holds tomorrow, his people can face it fearlessly and joyfully. Our prayer is that you may know this confidence and his peace, no matter what the year may bring. If you have help to offer us, we ask that you give it. If we can help you, we offer it.
0: Man lives in a sea of time. The human race is like a shoal of fish, The individuals dart this way and that, but the great deep silent tide of time in which they swim moves on, and all move with it. Man lives in a sea of time.
2: One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also raiseth, And the sun goeth down, and hasteth to his place, where he arose. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done, is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there any new thing, whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It has been already of old time, which was before us. Man is like to vanity. His days are as a shadow that passeth away.
0: Man lives in a moving sea of time. Is there any new thing whereof it may be said, See, this is new. Is there any new thing? If there is, let's find it. When the old year goes out and the new one comes in, millions of people act as though there were a new thing. But is it? To keep our search simple, let's limit it to the life of one man, because he swims in the sea of time that envelops the whole human race. And what is true of him may be true of many. He's a sort of a composite of the men who drift through the doors of a rescue mission. We'll call him Jim. He's in his late 30s. Now that he's been at the mission for two days, he's cleaned up, shaved, eaten, and slept, put on clean clothes. He's not a bad-looking man at all. What's more, he's intelligent, probably above average in that respect. His pride, which fell very low when he was driven in from the street by cold and hunger, has had time to reassert itself. You'll notice that, especially, as he counsels with one of the people of the mission. So you're telling me I ought to stick around this place a while longer?
2: Well, that's my advice, yes.
3: Well, then...
2: Now look. I don't want to rub it in, but you weren't doing a very good job of standing on your own two feet, as you say, when you came to us a couple of days ago.
3: That's water over the dam. I started celebrating Christmas on the 15th of December, and things, well, kind of caught up with me. I'm okay now. Are you, Jim? Well, sure I am. Look. Look
2: at that hand. No shakes. I'm fine. Hmm. Thanks to you people, of course. <laughs> no, you don't have to thank us. What I'm trying to say, Jim, is that You're still the same man who came in here a mess. You're rested and you're dried out. Your hand doesn't shake anymore, but you're still the same man. And outside, in the same world. What happens when you meet it again?
3: I don't know. Things will be altogether different. I've made up my mind. In fact, I've made a New Year's resolution. To be different? Altogether different. I've goofed off pretty badly, and I know it. But it takes a thing like this to make a man think. And I've been thinking plenty the last couple of days. Now I've made my resolution, and I'm going to make it stick.
2: I see. Uh, willpower? Sure, you bet. Willpower. You've seen quite a few New Years come and go, Jim. Can you remember the first resolution you ever made?
3: Can I? <laughs> uh, well, let me see. Yeah. Yeah, I should say I can. I guess I wasn't... Any more than seven or eight years old? I remember I pestered my mother to let me stay up to see the old year out.
4: Jimmy? Jimmy? Wake up, Jimmy. It's almost twelve o'clock. Huh? The new year will be here in just a minute. Oh, boy. You almost slept right through it.
5: I wasn't asleep, Mom. I was just resting my eyes.
4: Oh, yeah.
5: Well, maybe I shouldn't have bothered you then. Oh, no, Mom. I'm glad you bothered me. Mom, what happens when the new year comes in? Hmm, nothing, really. Nothing? A whole new year and and nothing happens? Oh, I guess people make a lot of noise and the whistles blow
4: and people at parties all sing and yell and kiss each other. Ew, they do? What for? (laughs) Maybe, uh, maybe, honey so they won't notice that nothing really happens.
5: Yeah. What are we gonna do, Mom?
4: Well, you can open up the window and yell Happy New Year, and then we'll kiss each other, and we'll wish each other a Happy New Year, and then we'll make our New Year's resolutions, and then we'll
5: get some sleep. Make resolutions? What's a resolution, Mom?
4: Why, everybody makes resolutions on New Year's, Jimmy.
5: Well, yeah, but what are they? Well, um, it's 12 o'clock, Jimmy. Listen. Yeah. Mom, can I open the window and yell? Can I? Go ahead. That's what you stayed up for. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everyone! Boy, the New Year! Think of it, Mom!
4: Hmm, I am thinking of it, dear.
5: Uh, I don't feel any different. Don't you, dear? What about the resolutions, Mom? How do we do those, huh? Well, now we make our minds up
4: that we're going to be better people this year. We're not going to do some of the wrong things we did last year. And that's resolutions? Yes, dear. For example, I'm resolving that I won't ever lose my temper with you this year. How's that?
5: Yeah, that's great! (laughs)
4: And I think you'd better make a resolution, too. Mr. Schultz down at the candy store tells me he caught you stealing candy off the counter. Did he say that? But I thought we wouldn't talk about
5: it until now. And that's my resolution? I think it's a good one, don't you? I guess so. All right, I'm not gonna swipe any candy this year. How's that, Mom?
4: (laughs) That's fine. Happy New Year.
5: Happy New Year, Mom.
4: And now I think we better get some sleep.
5: Yeah, it's awful late. Mom, you know something? What is it, Jimmy? You were right. Nothing really happened. (laughs)
2: So so that was your first New Year's resolution, huh? Very first. Mm. How'd it work out, Jim?
3: All right for Mr. Schultz, I guess. I quit stealing from him and did all my candy swiping from a storekeeper named Pappas down the street. From
2: what I know of New Year's resolutions, I'd say that one worked out better than most. For Mr. Schultz, anyway. Yeah.
3: I guess willpower doesn't count for much with kids. Not where candy's concerned.
2: But you outgrew that, of course. Sure. Suppose there were other resolutions? Other years?
3: Naturally. Everybody makes resolutions. Can you remember some of the others? A few of them. a One especially when I was in school. You see, I was quite a basketball player, but there was a definite conflict between my athletic life and my social life. Social life? Let's just say a
0: girl. Her name was Margie. <laughs> We'll continue our classic story in just a moment. Unshackled is spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we are able to share Unshackled worldwide. So in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there is one where you're listening or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check to Unshackled and mail it to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now back to our show.
3: Margie was Mr. Schultz's candy counter all over again and a lot more besides. I used to meet her every afternoon just as soon as my last class let out.
6: Well, I thought you were going to stand me up.
7: Baby, I'll never stand you up.
6: Let's go. I promised Judy and Pete we'd meet him at four.
7: I'm sorry, honey, but you'll have to wait a few minutes longer.
6: Wait, that's all I ever do for you. Sometimes I think I'll grow old and dry up and blow away waiting for you.
7: Sorry, but the coach wants to see me.
6: The coach wants to see you. Hasn't he seen you every day since the basketball season started?
7: I know, but what can I do? Look, you go on down and meet the gang. I'll be along in a few minutes.
6: All right, but hurry up.
8: Come in. Sit down, Jim. Yes, sir. I suppose you think I've got a lot of nerve asking you to come in here like this on the afternoon the holidays begin, especially when it's the first afternoon we haven't tied you up with practice.
3: Uh, no, sir.
8: Young lady waiting for you?
7: Why, yes, she is. I
8: I hope. She keeps you on pins and needles most of the time, doesn't she?
7: In a way, yeah.
8: Maybe that's part of the trouble. Trouble, sir? I'll get to the point. The dean tells me you're getting into serious trouble in your studies. I'll catch up before the end of the semester. I hope so. But you won't if you keep on the way you've been going. I'll hit the books, coach. I promise. Right after the first of the year. From what the dean tells me, you better not wait even that long. And that's only part of it. You're slipping as a player, too, Jim. I'm slipping? Really? I know it. And I know why you're slipping, too. Jim, a man can't break training night after night and not show it.
7: Coach, I... No.
8: Don't bother to give me a song and dance. I know what's going on. You'll have to make up your own mind what to do about it. But I'll tell you this. You may be able to burn the candle at both ends and pull your grades up, though I doubt it. But it won't make any difference to me because a player that's only half alive is no good to the team. But But nothing. Jim, you get on the ball and stick to the training rules or turn in your suit. And you better tell that girl of yours just what I said.
6: Wake up, honey. If I've got to kiss that ugly face of yours when the new year comes in, I'd better be just the least little bit blind.
7: Okay, baby. And then that's all. No more till the end of basketball season. Are you kidding? I've been trying to tell you all during the holidays, Margie. The dean's on my tail about breaking training. I've got to turn over a new leaf. No fooling.
6: Turn over a new leaf? You know what you find under a leaf when you turn it over? A worm. Aw, Margie. You do whatever you want to do, Jim. But don't expect me to sit on the shelf while you're doing homework and going to bed at 10 o'clock.
7: Honey, this is one time. It just has to be. When that clock strikes 12, I'm turning over a new
0: leaf.
6: Well, that gives us just a half hour. Let's see how much fun we can cram into it. Here's looking at you.
2: So, that was another resolution. How did it work out, Jim?
3: (laughs) How do you think? I dropped out of school in June, and Margie and I were married that summer.
2: Well, schooling isn't everything, I suppose.
3: No, but it's a lot. Inside of a few years, I saw men who had been my classmates holding down better jobs and making more money than I was. And I resented it. Maybe that's what I was taking out on Margie when I started running around nights instead of coming home.
2: And she didn't care for the nightlife anymore?
3: The kids changed all that. But me, I was restless. I used to feel sort of trapped there in the house. So I stayed away as much as I could. In time, I got so I was drinking a lot, an awful lot.
9: Mm Mm-hmm,
2: any resolutions about that?
3: About drinking? Yeah, sure. I'll never forget one New Year's Eve. I'd gone to a bar with a bunch of people from the office. We started in right at five o'clock and by the middle of the evening, things were getting pretty
7: rough.
4: You know what I think, Jimmy? I think you ought to be the boss in our office, that's what.
7: (laughs) Well, don't tell the boss about it. He kind of likes the job himself.
4: Yes, dear, but he doesn't know how to have fun like you do. Now, if you were the boss, we'd have the only bar in the whole world with cubicles in it.
7: (laughs) (laughs) You know something, Holly? You've got a beautiful imagination.
4: Why not? I'm a beautiful girl. You told me so just five minutes ago.
7: (laughs) I meant it, too. Imagine working in the same office all this time and I never noticed it until now.
4: I still say I wish you were the boss Hey, where you going?
7: I
3: just noticed what time it is. Uh, I gotta make a phone call
4: You mean you have to check in with the little woman.
3: Yeah, something like that.
4: Go ahead, but don't take too long about it I'll get jealous
3: I did not say that Margie.
7: You did? Well, it's only 9 30. So, I'm out with a bunch of guys from the office, is that bad?
6: Guys, huh?
7: Yes, guys. Any women? Margie, stop it. If there's
3: anything I can't stand, it's a suspicious woman.
6: When are you coming home?
3: Don't worry, I'll be home
7: early. Now, goodbye.
4: Sure, I mean, I'm glad to get away from that bunch of characters from the office, but you don't gotta take me home right away, do ya?
7: Yeah, maybe I better.
4: On New Year's Eve? Oh, so the little woman laid down the law when you phoned her, so that's it.
7: Listen, Holly, nobody lays the law down to me.
4: Well, don't take my head off about it. And don't take it out on the car, either. First thing you know, you'll have the law laying the law down to you. And they can do it.
3: Never mind the law. You just leave the driving to me.
4: (laughs) Famous last words. Look out, Jim. That car's turning. Look out! (laughs)
3: Are you hurt, Holly?
4: I... I don't think so. No. But I'm certainly shaken up. What about you?
3: I'm... okay, I guess. That guy must be crazy making a jacked-up turn like that.
4: We better go look and see if anybody in that car is hurt.
3: There was only the driver in it. I saw that just before we hit.
4: Then I guess he's alive. He's getting out
8: now.
3: Yeah, boy, is he ever loaded. That guy's so drunk he can hardly walk.
8: What's the matter with you, my friend? Can't a man drive peaceably home with all the crazy drivers try and try on trying to kill them? Listen, buddy,
3: you made the craziest turn I ever saw in my life. What?
8: <laughs> Did I? <laughs> oh, no matter. Hey, it's New Year's Eve, so it's all right. Oh, here, have a drink, pal. No hard feelings on New Year's Eve. I got more in the car if uh, you want one, lady. You better put
3: that bottle away before the squad car gets here.
8: Never fear, my friend. <laughs> Never fear! <laughs> oh! Good evening, officer. We had a slight accident. Oh, everybody's okay. <laughs>
9: Take him out and put him in the tank to sober up. But, uh, Sergeant.
8: I've made it most definitely clear that I have many influential friends.
9: I heard you the first time. Lock him up.
8: Well, my friends will take a very dim view of this high-handed treatment of this most restricted Now then,
9: what
3: about you? I don't know what to say, Sergeant. It just happened. This lady's your wife? Uh, no.
4: We just worked together, Sergeant. In the same office.
3: I was driving her
9: home. Uh Uh-huh. At this time of night?
4: been a little party. Just a small group of the employees.
9: Mm, quite a little party, I'd say, from the smell of you two.
3: We only had a couple of drinks, Sergeant.
9: I know. Same with the guy you tangled with, same with all of them. It's just lucky for you that he was as drunk as he was. I can hold him for drunken driving and make it stick. With you, it's on the borderline. Uh,
4: Sergeant, will you be needing me anymore?
9: Nah, you can go.
4: <laughs> Thank you. And good night, Jim.
9: What about me The boys tell me your car's still fit to drive well then but i'm not going to let you drive it what you can call your wife and have her come down in a cab and when she gets here let her do the driving they may not be able to put you in the tank but i don't have to turn you loose behind the wheel either call your wife
3: well margie you can start in any time
6: start in what
3: reading a riot act to me?
6: I have nothing to say, Jim. If you can't face the facts yourself, nothing I say will help a bit.
3: Maybe I'd feel better if you sounded off a little.
6: I don't intend to sound off.
3: What time is it?
6: A couple of minutes before 12. Why?
3: Maybe it's a pretty good time for a New Year's resolution. About what? About drinking. Maybe. All right. I'm turning over a new leaf. No more liquor. Never. Did you hear me, Margie? I heard you. Well?
6: Aren't you overlooking something?
3: I don't know what.
6: Don't you? I do. What? Women. Women? Don't sound so innocent, Jim. The sergeant told me there was a woman in the car with you. Oh. Do you have any resolutions to cover that?
3: Yes, Margie, I do. That too.
6: We'll see.
2: Happy New Year, Margie.
6: Happy New Year, Jim.
2: And that was another resolution. Did you keep it? No, not for very long. What happened then?
3: Margie walked out, took the kids home to her mother's place, got a job. And you? Oh, I kicked around from one job to another. Drank a good deal, of course. Hated to go home to an empty apartment, so I stayed out as late as I could. They say that work is the curse of the drinking classes. That was solved for me about a month ago, when I got fired again. I kicked around the street till after Christmas, then I came here. I figured a mission was as good of a place as any to sober up in. And
2: you know the rest. Mm-hmm. Now you want to go out and do it all over again?
3: No, like I told you, I-, I made a resolution.
2: Another resolution, Jim? I guess it does sound a little thin at that. There's a better way, Jim. Better than willpower? Yes. Because your resolutions are made in the willpower of the same old Jim. And you ought to know by now that he's a man you can't depend on. Yeah. So, what now? What's needed, Jim, is a new beginning. There's a new man with new power. Huh? It's a little late for that. I'm almost 40 years old. No, no, it isn't too late. Tell me, would you be willing to class yourself as a sinner? Sinner? It isn't a very nice word, I know.
3: I guess it fits. I wouldn't have picked it, but now that you say it, I think it fits me. Sure, I'm a
2: sinner. And you need help? If I didn't need it, I wouldn't be here. All right. Do you know what the Bible says about it? No. Then listen, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. A flat statement, no ifs, ands, or fine print. Put it this way, Christ Jesus came into the world to save Jim. Wow. That's pretty personal, isn't it? It's meant to be. A personal relationship between you and Christ. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself. When you ask Jesus Christ to take over, to come into your heart, to be your Lord and Savior, in fact, personally, He'll do just that.
3: You believe that?
2: I know it. He's done it for me. He's done it for men and women right here in this old mission for more than 145 years. He's done it in every land on earth for over 2,000 years. And the resolutions, the willpower? Listen again. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Isn't that a figure of speech? Oh, no. It states what happens when a human being is born again in Christ. When God's Holy Spirit comes to live within that person, then it isn't your will alone, but God's will, strengthening and reinforcing. Jim... You've put a lot of misplaced faith in turning over new leaves. Will you put that same faith in a new life? Can I? Oh, you can. If you really want to. Then help me to do it.
3: I'm ready. That man was right. I know it now. The decision I made under his guidance was made several years ago on a new year's eve in the old mission and i've known peace and victory that all the old resolutions never brought even in that very first moment of my new life in christ i knew it remember what i said to my mother on that new year's eve when i was a child nothing really happened well when i got off my knees in the mission chapel i turned to that man with me and said you know something really happened and it did for me as it can for you, if you're willing to give up your faith in a new leaf and receive instead new life, the gift of God
0: through His Son, Jesus Christ. Mankind swims in a sea of time, but God in Christ Jesus has invaded time to offer citizenship in eternity. Time is a fleeting thing. Eternity waits. The choice? Well, it lies with you,
2: now. Man is like to vanity. His days are as a shadow that passeth away.
0: Listening friend, before another year begins, you can make your own choice. If you need help in making this life-changing decision for Christ, we encourage you to call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Or you can get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. A telephone number in Chicago, 312-492-9410. Our email address is unshackled at pgm.org. Visit our website to learn more about this ministry, unshackled.org. And next time...
2: Oh, man, look at
3: that uniform. Is that guy sharp or what? I think he's a Marine. Man, I'd love to
0: be a Marine. Let's go down to the recruiting station in town, find out what it takes. As a young man, Bill Behrens joined the Marines. Lieutenant, we'd like to request a transfer, sir. To what? An outfit that's seeing more action. More action? What's up with you guys? His constant desire for a good fight always left him wanting more. Get your trash packed up. Can I ask why, sir? You just got your wish. Orders to Vietnam. Back home, he found a new sort of battle. One that couldn't be won with his fists.
3: Oh, Bill, you're never going to get saved now. I can't marry
4: you. The engagement is off.
0: Could he overcome the most important battle he would ever fight? Well, the Bible says only perfect people can get into heaven. And there is nobody that's perfect. What do I do, preacher? Don't miss the true testimony of Bill Behrens, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in this special presentation for the season were Ryan Plaharcik, Amanda Markeski, Natalie Berg, Steve Bayorgin, Brad Armacost, and Mike Rogalski. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Jacob Wilcoxon. Audio engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Jack O'Dell and Tim Gregory. Unshackled is produced by Pacific Garden Mission to show through true stories that if your life is empty, it can be filled to overflowing. Please write today or reach out to us on social media. Connecting with you means a great deal to us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Unshackled PGM. And our address, Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois 60607. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory reminding you that the doors to Pacific Garden Mission are open night and day. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year, and may God bless you.